A, B, C. A always, B, B, C closing. Always be closing. Okay. What's up, everybody? Uh, Cam here. And as always, we have... Your boy, Roy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. You know, I'm in a little white circle. My mom's just a little white circle. I'm still here. It's just, um, yeah. Technical difficulties. I still learn. We'll get there. And we have a uh, we have our guest Chris. Um, we got Chris. I've been talking to him for a little while now. As far as I met him on LinkedIn, Facebook, and, and also in a mutual recruiting Facebook page, and um, he has a lot of insight to give us. And so I thought he'd be perfect for the show. And uh, we finally got him on. And so I'm gonna let him kind of in- introduce himself, and then we'll kind of you know learn more about you and then we'll go into what um things you think would be really helpful to the recruiters out there so by all means chris it's all your show right now (laughs) all right cool um so chris wessel i am in upstate new york near a couple hours north of the city i have been a recruiter for a little over 16 years um it was interesting when i was talking to cameron and we're talking about how the this podcast uh video whatever is um is targeted to military recruiters that are thinking about making a transition to civilian recruiting. The first employee I ever had uh, was actually a former military recruiter and he's best employee I ever had to this day, hands down. We, we can go into the details and Cameron and I talk about that a little bit, but I'm jumping ahead. So I uh, became a recruiter in 2004 because I thought it sounded easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, so I just, I just interview people and pick one, right? So that can't be hard, you know? And, <laughs> you and you guys know that that's exactly what it is, right? <laughs> so, I, you know, like nobody sets out to be a recruiter. I I went to uh, um, went to business school, so I kind of could have gone a few different directions. But actually, I kind of uh, kind of messed around a lot in high school, uh, and I spent a little extra time there because I uh, I was invited to return uh, a couple of times because I, I apparently so we had this whole scenario where we had three lunches first second uh, and third lunch and you're supposed to either be in class and one and whatever so but I had friends in all the lunches so you know what are you gonna do uh, between that and not necessarily wanting to get in too early and sometimes wanting to leave at lunch and not come back uh, I uh, I may have overshot the mark on how many classes I was allowed to miss. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like an explanation that I would do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there was. I knew that you could miss X number of classes and certain things, and and there were like I think it was an English class, which of course was required. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you'll see, I probably should take over again. But uh, English, I, I showed up one day, and I think it was let's say it was like fourteen absences or whatever. Yeah, and I was. She's like, well, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Well, I got like one left, right?" And they're like, "Well, no, you already had that one, so like you might as well not come back because you failed it anyway." And I'm like, "All right, well, then I'll leave then. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want to waste my time here." <laughs> and and that happened because I, I skipped a grade when I was in like second grade, right? Which uh, don't do don't do that to your kids. I'm not no. gonna do it for my son. Yeah, because I was in second grade and I came back from school break and I was in third grade, right? So oh, now wow. what happens? Second grade, they're like, "Oh, you're too cool for us now. You're yeah. a pretty smart guy." <laughs> Third grade is like, "Oh, look at this! Look at this kid. What, what, yeah. you, what are you better than me?" I'm like, "Great! Everyone hates me. Awesome." <laughs> Everyone hates me. But then later, when I was in high school. I had this logic that I was, uh, you know, 
I had this this thought process that that you know I have a bonus year, and uh, and then I uh. did it. So so anyway, I moved out when I was eighteen. I worked uh, for a few years, a bunch of jobs at the same time, and and I went to community college and got my shit together and and transferred into actually a pretty good business school. Yeah. Um, just shows to show you that that you know you can still reinvent yourself, right? So I was at a pretty good business school and I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do. Uh, But I remember seeing campus recruiters going around to different from, you know, they'd have job fairs on site, right? Yeah. You guys probably do job fairs too. And, you know, or set up booths or or what have you. So when somebody I was talking to about a career mentioned being a recruiter, Mm. my first thing that came to mind was, going around to like college campuses and basically I'm like, I go to college campus, you go to a, go to a career. You guys aren't going to this. You yeah. go- <laughs> oh, <I> know. <laughs> I go to college campus, a different one every day of the week or whatever. And I go to a job fair during the day and, you know, go out at night and move on to the next town. And, uh, turns that did not happen. <laughs> oh gosh. So, so anyway, so that's how I got into recruiting, but I worked for, a small firm for a couple of years, and then I got lured away to a bigger one uh, by just you know better pay structure, mm-hmm. better commission, and then um, for the f- so I was working for a pretty big firm, like a, a half a billion dollar company, and oh, that company. Well, I was trust me, I wasn't getting that much. No, of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so what they that was a, a firm that that did a lot of RPO like recruitment and process outsourcing. So they would have a lot of us working on like enterprise accounts, right? Yeah. But so unfortunately it was one of those things where uh when they lost a big account, they would cut a bunch of recruiters. Right? Oh yeah. So I managed to dodge the axe a few times, <laughs> but it came around and got me eventually. Oh, and man. so in round two thousand nine, which as we all know was a great year. One, one, uh, wonderful, wonderful year. <laughs> I um I found myself uh, available involuntarily. Oh gosh! Connected connected with a guy I knew who had done some IT recruiting as well, and he had a firm before that. And he's like, "Yeah, you want to start a firm?" We're talk- sitting there talking in Mo's. He's like, "You want to just start a firm?" And I was like, Mo's. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there eating my burrito, and I'm like, "All right, sounds good." <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of got, I kind of had a sink or swim situation where it was like, all right, you know what, if this, if I'm going to get it done, it's the time to do it. And yeah. uh, so then I had a, uh, had a IT staffing firm for about 10 years from 2009 mm-hmm. to 2019. Yeah. Time flies. And so that was a lot of <laughs> mostly technology staffing. And a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, my, one of my big clients and a good friend sold his business a uh, pretty big one and yeah. did well and basically was like, listen, I know you're kind of chasing your tail doing all these contingency searches and because yeah, he understood yeah. the business we talked about a lot mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, why don't you like, why don't you do some more like consulting to do some like retain searches? Why don't you yeah. like, just he's like, do you want to be doing this 10 years from now? And I was like, not really. Right. So yeah. he goes, uh, I got, oh, you getting a little feedback? Yeah, I, I, I text. Uh, yeah, your feedback on your side, Roy. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so so we got to talking, and he was like, you know what? Um, you know, I just sold my business. I'm getting involved in a handful of things. He's like, so if 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 you want to kind of start something up new, um, yeah. I got your back. 
Oh, wow. And so that was pretty <clears throat> huge. A financier. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, you don't need a whole lot for a business yeah. like this, but it did help me to <clears throat> take better, uh, to work on better projects. You know, there <clears throat> were certain things that, for, for a number of years, I would, you had more good months than bad, but sometimes you had okay months, and sometimes you got to work on jobs you don't really want to work on or work for with sure. For not to right yeah and it it did give me some freedom to be a little choosier about yeah. what i work on um, sure. and then uh another client sold his business and he had a uh he had a pretty large chain of of uh both restaurants and like on-site dining at a bunch of like huge companies yeah like stuff like regeneron like where they had thousands oh, of wow. on site like he ran their on-site dining so he sold that business and I hired IT people for him too. So he comes on board and cause we want to start doing like, uh, like talent development, talent management, like assessments, making sure people got the right people in the right roles, that kind yeah. of thing. And then when they, you know, cause that's what he's interested in doing. And so I started gravitating towards that as well. So we kind of yeah. folded that in. So now pretty much what we do is, I mean, I do a lot of consulting, but then I also do searches. So okay. pretty yeah. much make sure that a company has got the right people in the right seats yeah. And if one of those seats is empty, then we fill it. Okay. Okay. So you actually, so like you said, you've transferred kind of not completely out of the recruiting space, but like you said, you're not doing, you're not working client after client after client. No, I'm not sending hundreds of emails. I mean, yeah. I did that. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I um, lived that day. I know a lot of live But you know what? When I'm, when I'm chiming in on <laughs> some of these group posts, like I, I know it. I know what they're talking about. Exactly. I, I yeah. Like I know it's kind of like any career, you know, if you're a salesperson and mm -hmm. started off grinding, cold calling, knocking on doors, you'd like hopefully 15 plus years in you're, you don't <laughs> do that. Yeah. Uh, so it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, but now I get some cool projects too, where like I have clients where, you know, one of them was like, I need to hire like a hundred home health aides. And I'm like, well, oh, wow. I'm not going to do that because <laughs> that's a huge pain in the ass but yeah um and 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 like if you tried to price that as a recruiting project mm -hmm. it's not um it just doesn't make any sense right mm -hmm. and i'm not a temp agency either yeah so what i said yeah. was like to take a look first at your like what you're doing right because mm -hmm. i guarantee you that you're using tools that you aren't getting the most out of yeah i guarantee yeah. that there's there's gaps in what your recruiters know mm -hmm. that we can solve yeah. So we did a like a comprehensive audit of all the recruiting processes to identify areas that they could do more, yeah. and and frankly show them what they could do with the tools that they had, mm -hmm. and increase the flow of candidates. And that was more built as a consulting project. So um, now we're going to set it up where I'm actually using, because uh, I, I leverage virtual assistants. I do have yeah. I have, I have a couple people work for me here, but I also have virtual assistants that, which I always rave about in the groups. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was telling somebody about yours. I forgot somebody. I think oh Ben. I think I was I was messaging Ben one night, and I was like, "You should talk to Chris." I was like, "He he talks about the VA um company that he goes through, and he's got nothing but good things to say about him." And he's like, "Yeah, I probably need to start looking into that." Well, yeah, because you know what? So you know what he so with the the VA has been working for me for almost two years, mm -hmm. and I'm a very big I'm very big on uh, candidate and client perception. Like I, I'm not gonna have anyone overseas call in candidates yeah I'm not gonna, especially in i it, i was did so much in it recruiting that they were very sensitive to that right so if somebody mm -hmm. sounds like they're calling from not their neck yeah. of the woods they're mm -hmm. like yeah. Mm -hmm. no yeah <laughs> but there's a whole lot of work behind the scenes that mm -hmm. can be done 
right? There's a lot of research. There's a lot of time-consuming stuff. There's, you know, finding resumes, finding contact information, building prospect lists. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's that research is, is invaluable and, and it's, and it, the price is right. Yeah. 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 So I have basically, I set it up where I, I have some automation that I'm they're They're using indeed posts. So I'm like, all right, well, first we're going to take, you know, we're going to run your indeed post. So I'm going to have my VA run it. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not my VA run. No, it, not, not <laughs> but, but we're going to run this process for you. So are my like behind the scenes the va is the one you know clicking the buttons right but yeah. then there's also there's we're, we're pushing out a ton of outreach right so he's messaging people through indeed he's messaging people through the other boards we have access to career builder monster etc um he's finding resumes all around he were working with their marketing company to target the right kinds of people for their, their facebook ads and google ads we're driving all that to their indeed posts working having them answer some basic knockout questions right mm-hmm. And then forwarding them, I'm having my VA take a look if they have if they meet the criteria. He sends them a Spark Hire interview, which is a you know like a one way. There's a bunch of them out there, but it's a good one way interview platform. Yeah, have them answer several questions, and then basically hand it off to their their two recruiters. Then right, so because basically we identified that they had two recruiters that were very capable. Yeah, of because there's a lot of work that needs to be done once you get a candidate. There's all sorts of credentials that need to be checked. There's yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. Of other stuff. And they're really, they used to do the job themselves. So they're really good at selling it, right? Mm. But they just aren't proactive. They're not hunters. So we're like, we're going to funnel all this traffic to you. <laughs> and that's what they're paying for. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't give it, there's no guarantees. There's no, there's nothing, it's not tied to <laughs> hires. You know what I mean? Like I tried to find projects I could work towards where you're actually getting paid for the work you do. Yeah. As opposed to all or nothing. For sure. Anyway. Yeah. No, 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 you're, no, no. And that's, those are good things to know. You know, like I know, um, like I told you, as far as when I was coming, looking at this career path, you know, continuing it once I get out of there, the military, it's like, these are those little things that we don't know about, you know, cause all those things are handled at such a higher level than, than us, you know, like our, our, um, our like CRM and all that stuff. Like we have a system that they give us, you know, when it comes to, um, follow-ups and stuff like that you know we have kind of a designated way that we do things you know most people know already what we offer so it's really just us validating what they want you know most people if they call me and they say hey i was thinking about the air national guard i'm like okay easy let's talk about why the air national guard is going to solve all the problems you have in the world (laughs) you know Um, it's nice to hear the building blocks kind of that go into you know the something that we're not necessarily privy to when it comes to that kind of civilian sector transition. No, that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of room to make money in that space too, because, you know, like for another example, another project I'm starting is I'm helping a client who's just their team. The same reason that you use recruiters because you're too busy. You don't have time to look for candidates. You don't have time to vet them. Right. There's yeah. other projects they have that, you know, for example, I was, at, we, we were taking a look at this whole process, uh, driving a lot of traffic to them. And then they were like, well, we don't really have anywhere to put all these people. And I'm like, well, you need an applicant tracking system. And, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of them. So, you know, they're like, well, we think we have one through our payroll company. Can we take mm-hmm. a look? I'm like, let's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to assess what your current one can do. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet with all your team. I'm going to figure out what you need it to do. Yeah. I'm going to then have my team gather a bunch of info on a ton of applicant tracking systems. I'm going to help you pick one. And then I'm going to help you implement it. Move yeah. the data, like all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. So everything I'm doing is still recruiting related. It's real centric, yeah. Yeah, but it's but but companies. I think sometimes 
the not everybody, not everyone's open to it. Sometimes they're like, you know, now nah, we're good. But then yeah. some, you know, if you're going to get that a lot, but every now and then you get a client who's when they say, Hey, can you go find me someone? And then you actually push back a little and say, why do you, why do you think that's what you need? Yeah. Right? And they don't have a good answer. Mm-hmm. Then you probe a little deeper, you know, and, and then, and then actually you get more respect that way. People are afraid to push back. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You know, and, and I get it. I was like that too. I mean, I was just, you know, a recruiter or a salesperson, you just want to make everybody happy. So you're like, Oh yeah, I can go find that for you. Of course. And, of course. <laughs> but if you talk to someone and you, and you vet out the job and you say, listen, uh, you know, what you're looking for is, is a, and the range you're in is, it doesn't quite line up. So if you can, you know, if you can move flex a little bit on the requirement or yeah. potentially on the budget, Usually mm-hmm. it's not on the budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I can find you what you're looking for, but it's not going to be terribly easy. So for a job like that, I got to be at this percentage. Yeah. And, but the thing is when you, when you build up to that, mm-hmm. then you can get a higher percentage. Yeah. Well, Cause yeah, if cause they're like, yeah. yeah, if they're like, Oh, well the other guy's 10% and you're like, well, I'm 20. They're like, well, you sound more expensive. But if you came in and you're asking the right questions and you're probing mm-hmm. and you're showing them, you're painting a picture that this is going to be a good amount of work. Yeah. I can get this done for you. And plus they respect you more because you're, you're actually interested. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And that's, and I think that's one of the things we talk about too, when it comes to um, really kind of, you know, in a digging aspect, like, especially, you know, from our perspective, um, from our recruits and things is really finding out like, cause we get so many phone calls, for instance, I get calls. I want to be an officer. Well, why do you want to be an officer? Well, cause I have a degree. I'm like, okay. But why do you think your degree puts you in this type of role or this type of position? Well, because this and third, and you know, and once you kind of go down the rabbit hole, like you said, as far as the flexing on our perspective, you know, like I can get someone who says, you know what, I'll enlist rather than come in as an officer because, as you've explained to me now, that's that better pa- for me. That's-, that's better for my path at this current moment. And you're right; is a lot of people, a lot of you know, as we all know, not all recruiters are are created equal. And so someone just be like, oh, sorry, man, you're not going to be an officer. Like, call somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so what's interesting is, you know, we'll screen as recruiters, we'll screen candidates. We have no problem, you know, kind of pushing back, asking questions. When something doesn't quite make sense, we'll, you know, we'll probe. But we don't do that with clients, or at least most of us don't. Mm. We just take the order. Yeah. No questions. Why is that? Why, why shouldn't you do that? Yeah, and you're the first person that's in here. I think you're probably one of the first people on the show that's actually that's talked about that perspective. You're right; it, it, it makes complete sense because you want them to want to make sure you understand the value of what the whole reason of what you're recruiting for them is. Yeah, I mean, and that's and not just the value, but you got to figure it out. Like, so you're doing contingent recruiting, right? And, and I'm not going to talk about the stuff I'm doing now because it's not going to be very useful for someone who's getting started or, or whatever. Yeah. Let's say you want to do contingent recruiting. Right? And, and not waste your time. Yeah. You've got to vet the jobs just yeah. like you're vetting the people. You mm-hmm. can't just take, you know, whatever somebody waves at you. I mean, in this business, busy does not equal money. You will, yeah. you will <laughs> potentially go broke being busy. Yeah. Because you're working on the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. Ah. No, I agree. Yeah, he Roy, Roy likes that statement. We talk, we talk about that a lot is not, you know, not being busy, yes. but being productive. <laughs> Well, yeah, and like, like, efficiency, uh, efficiency. 
<laughs> one of the things I've posted a bunch of times is, is and some of the groups is, and I don't post like templates. I, and I'll get into that. I, I got a whole thing with the template question, <laughs> but I posted, I'll post my discovery questions, which is pretty much a guideline for a conversation when you're talking to a, a, a company about, mm-hmm. about the role. And you'll yeah. notice that some of the questions are things like, you know, uh, how many other firms are working on this, you know, and yes. have, you, have you worked with other firms? You know, what did you like? What did you not like that kind of thing? Right. I bet you a lot of people don't ask that question. Like we're afraid to ask these questions. Right. Like, so I, 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 I briefly entertained talking to a handful of recruiters on one of those groups when they had, no, I mean, I talked to them. Don't, no, no, I mean, talk no, to them I about know, no, I know you do. Yeah. Together, right. So like one of them was like, Oh, I have some IT positions are up in your neck of the woods. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, you seem like a smart guy. Like I'll talk. He was early in the process and didn't understand all the things you need to ask a client, right? Yeah. And this is sometimes why splits and stuff can fall apart because you've got a degree of control that, that you're missing, right? I'm not saying splits yeah. are bad. I'm just saying this, this is where it can go yeah. wrong. There's things that you need to make sure, there's bases that need to be covered. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So he, I was like, okay, so are you the only one working on this? He's like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you should find out. <laughs> And like to have other recruiters worked on this so far, like what's their history with that and you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I'll, I'll have to ask him that. Right. So like, yeah, but, but like, why are we afraid to ask that? Mm-hmm. Right. Why are you afraid to say, like, are you just so happy you got the job order? Yeah. That, you know, and I'm not talking about pushing back. I'm not talking about being rude. I'm talking about asking grown exactly. up questions. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> being an adult. <laughs> because what, cause what, what are you going to do? Are you going to work on that job? You spend a lot of time. You're going to find somebody, you're going to be super excited, you're going to bring it to them, and they'll be like, oh, well, we actually just made an offer to somebody. Yeah, or yeah. we got, like, you know, five other candidates from, or you'll start <laughs> calling people, and they'll be like, oh, XYZ company called me already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the... Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, but that, and it, so that's why I put the questions up there, because I do think, and, and, I, and I say every time I put them up there, if you're asking questions, you're the one in the control of the conversation. Right. If you're if you're not sure what you should say to a client when you've actually engaged them and they, they want to talk to you about a job, they want to talk to you about hiring for them. I see too many people get in their own heads about like wanting to impress them with their yeah. experience. Right. Yeah. They're already on the phone with you. Yeah. <laughs> right? So like, oh well, you know, what should I say to them? I'm not sure how to like, no, just ask them about what they need. Yeah. Right? They 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 don't care. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but if you ask questions and get them talking you'll you'll get what you need yeah so um i know one do, of the things do you think is oh. no you're good you're good it's a delay. no i was gonna ask like so do you think you gotta have like a a good knowledge base of the company that you're working with to ask those detailed questions to like i guess like to be more informed so you're more you're more armed and prepared yes and no so part of the like part of the document that I shared has questions about the company too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's totally reasonable to come into a call with a company knowing just kind of on a high level about them, but mm-hmm. you, I think you'll still impress them more by asking good questions about their company. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you pretend like you know everything about their company, then you're kind of going to turn them off. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think you should be prepared. I think you should have a general sense. Like if they're in the news because they just opened a new plant or they just did like an IPO or like whatever, like you should definitely be aware of that. Um, (laughs) How's how's business guys? Well, we just went bankrupt. (laughs) Did you you hear that we just laid off like 50 people or like conscious 
be conscious of like, uh, you know, what's going on around you. Right. So like, you don't call like a hospitality company right after COVID started and, oh, God. and see if they need anybody. And then you're like, they're like, freaking serious. So <laughs> I think you should have a sense of it, but I think that you'll impress them more by asking them good questions about their company, you know, asking them about, uh, for example, not, not just how long they've been in business, how many employees there are locations. Uh, that's helpful. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it is helpful a, because, when you're recruiting candidates for them, every company is a different size. Everybody's got different responsibilities, right? So you need a director of IT. Okay, cool. How many people are in the organization, mm-hmm. right? Because a director of IT at a person, a company with 2000 employees is different than a director of IT at a company with 25. Correct. Right? Um, asking about like who the position reports to, mm. when, you know, and, and why, right? Because yeah. that's, that's important. Everybody calls different jobs, different things in companies, right? So one company, the director of IT might report to the owner. In another one, they write report to a VP who reports to a CIO. Yeah. Right? So if you're trying to find someone who's in alignment, you got to have like a frame of reference for like the org chart. So when you ask about these questions, then if they ask you why, and you tell them that's the reason why, then they're like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm not just trying to find you someone who knows the technology stack you're talking about. I'm trying yeah. to find someone who's been in the right size environments <clears throat> so that, you know, there's a, there's a logical transition there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you're not just like stuffing somebody who worked with 20 people and I'll put them in charge of 500. <laughs> well, yeah, because then you're not just that makes sense. you're not just matching keywords. Plus, you're also going to get more credibility with candidates because for when sure. you talk to that, I, oh, I'm looking for an IT director. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, you know, tell me about the company. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're uh, whatever manufacturer and, and blah, 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 and the job pays X. It's like, okay, but they also, like, they got options. So, like, okay, yeah. cool, pays around the range I want to be in, but, like, <laughs> can you tell me anything about the job? Right. You don't have to know really much about IT, but you could tell them how many people are going to report to them and what their roles are. Like clients will answer these questions, but if you don't ask them, like I found that I don't think it's a, I don't think that it, they're withholding information. Yeah. I just think that if you don't tell them mm-hmm. what you need, they're not going to volunteer it. So For if sure. you get given a job description and a contract and you just take that, they figure you're good. Yeah. If you ask questions, most of the time they'll answer them. And if they don't answer them, mm-hmm. do you think it's going to be a good experience hiring for yeah. them? It's like being at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Roy always joke, you know, being a recruiter, it's just like being out at the nightclub, being at a bar, you know, it's, it's, it's talking to girls. <laughs> It's all about the sale. Having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and you know what you do too when you're at the bar talking to girls and i don't fortunately have to do this anymore at this yeah, point none but, of us do <laughs> but, but but i once did and you could be one or two you could be that person who just beats a dead horse all night and just keeps going trying for that one that just is not into yep. you or you could recognize quickly that that's not a winning situation and you move on and then yep. don't waste the night same thing <laughs> with recruiting don't just you know, you, you're like, ah, I really fixate on this one company or they're working on this yeah. wreck. They want it so bad that they didn't even bother to ask like questions, you know, yeah. or, or, or validate it at all. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're wasting time. I mean, the name of the game in, in contingency recruiting is using your time wisely. Yeah, for sure. So what, what are some of the pitfalls that you encountered when you kind of first started recruiting? Um, you said you were at a small place, right? So, like one of our previous guests, um, you know, when he he talked about the first place he recruited at, he's 
you know, we made a joke that it uh, reminded him of Wolf of Wall Street. Like they're all sitting at their phones, you know, and they're, you know, and they're like tapping, like you know, all right, we two hundred dollars for you know for Chris <laughs> and uh, like a you know, boiler room type of stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. A uh, Chris Revis, and and so he was telling us about that. You know, he's like, all right, if you make if you guys sell ten thousand dollars, like we'll buy you pizza. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> that, that's how it goes buy, for with pizza. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, what was your, like, initial, like, recruiting experience, like, when you first started? So, it was interesting. Um, I didn't – it was a really good experience. The company I worked for was relatively small. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a division of a bigger, like, technology company. But the recruiting team is literally the woman who hired me, mm-hmm. me, and then shortly after we hired, like, one or two other people. Oh, okay. And so I had some good guidance and she had like an HR background and, and she'd been doing this for a bit. Um, so that was helpful, but I would, I did kind of have some, uh, freedom to make some mistakes. Yeah. Right. Um, one thing I would say I learned early on was the importance of not assuming that situations stay the same. Mm. So by that, I mean, uh, you talk to somebody uh, talk to a candidate and they're interested and you, you know, they're viable, right. Scheduling a meeting with the client. It's Thursday right now, right. The yeah. meeting is next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot can change between now and then. Yeah. Right? And you can't be sure they're going to show up for sure. You got to have touch points. Right. And it's something that you just, you learn the hard way. Right. <laughs> when they don't show up and you're like, oh, and then your boss is like, well, when's the last time you talked to him? I'm like, oh, last Friday. And like, What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, I mean, you know, uh, Ben will say fortune in the follow up, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is common saying. And, and it is right. Right. Like, I think a lot of a recruiter's job, you know, finding people, finding clients is takes time and stuff. But once you have candidates in play, there's a lot of work there. You know, there's sure, a lot of relationship sure. management and there's a lot of, and just like with clients where when I was saying that they won't, they're not necessarily withholding information, yeah. but they aren't going to volunteer it. They're not going to offer it. Yeah. So I learned the same thing with candidates, which mm. was, you know, they would go on that interview and the client was like, we love them. Can you make them an offer? Blah, blah. I'd call up and they're like, how'd you, how'd you like it? They're like, Oh, it's good. Good company. But I got this other offer. I'm taking it. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then and then I'm like and, and then when you're inexperienced you're like why didn't they tell me that mm-hmm. and then when you're experienced you're like why didn't I ask yeah so you know not assuming things and and you know reconfirming you know hey and the last time we talked uh you know a couple of days ago we talked I know you're going on this interview last time we talked you didn't have anything going on I know you're actively searching because don't be yeah. stupid don't assume no, yeah. Yeah. Right, like don't, don't don't assume this person's only interested in your job. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> right? mm-hmm. I know I know you're actively looking because you're not working or, or you're not happy or whatever. You know, last time we talked, you had anything going on? Uh, I know you got this interview coming up next week. But, you know, anything change on your end? You know, anything? Yeah. You have some other activity going on? And if if you're interviewing somewhere else, that's fine. It just that way I kind of know. You yeah. Know, where where does this stand in your priorities? Like how how mm. interested are you in this versus like other roles? Don't try to yeah. cram it down their throat. Just try to take their temperature, right? But- yeah. There was a guy. Yeah, with uh, me and Chris was helping me. Uh, was on it with a a CTO. He was trying to change positions and so forth. And you know, I didn't know a lot of these things. So I was like, hey man, you know, come into the fold. 
helped me out. Like I'll told you, and like we did, an, you know, interviewed the guy together, stuff like that. And that's, that's exactly what he did is he ran through these questions and he said that same. He's like, how many, you know, how many recruiters have you talked to? How many companies have you sent your resume to? And he was like, oh, I'll email all that stuff to you. And when he emailed it to us, it was a list of like 25 different companies. Like, you know, and so they were like, oh, crap, this is less of a how many places can we find you and how many places have you not already contacted? (laughs) And these are all, these are all questions that, that most of the time on the client side or on the candidate side will get answers, but Mm -hmm. they're not going to volunteer. They don't know what you need to get the job done. The candidate doesn't know how much you need to know, exactly. you know, unless you tell them and the client doesn't know that there's details that you need unless you tell them, you know? And so that was probably like a big, professional development thing for me from being new and and wasting a lot of cycles on that yeah uh, to getting to a point where you're like oh all right not gonna do that again (laughs) yeah so so, and uh so i know you had told me before about your friend who was a veteran who like got Mm -hmm. out got out can you can you tell them about your friend absolutely and i think you should talk to him too because he's an awesome recruiter and he's actually working (laughs) so Good dude, Pat Clark. I gotta connect you guys. So, uh, you know, when my uh, former partner and I sat in that Mo's and we're like, "All right, let's let's start." <laughs> For the first probably, I would say year, year and a half, maybe almost two, it was just me and him just grinding it out, yeah, all all day and night, yeah. right? The um, moving. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have kid, family. He oh, okay. just had a baby, so he needed to be out of the house and. <laughs> <laughs> so so we were in the office like all hours you know basically just getting it done and yeah. and we we did well it was good but we had absolutely no time um, i was living on like mcdonald's and, and like energy drinks and hot just, pockets yeah. and, 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 it's, and it wasn't hot pockets because we didn't have money it was because we didn't have time to go eat anywhere we just like pop something in the microwave i yeah. got another call Hold on, like, <clears> like yeah all right. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so, uh, we were like, we got to hire somebody and a, a, a good friend of ours who was in mostly like defense recruiting, who also lives around here, this guy, Bobby Hanks, who sometimes chimes in on some of the groups in some of my posts. He, uh, besides being in the recruiting business, he also had worked in the bar business for a long time and he actually was really smart. He started, he created a, a separate company to lease bouncers to bars locally to help oh, shield wow. them from, to help shield them from liability right because that's big part of, big part of temp is protection from liability for the customers right Correct. so it's pretty smart he put that together because he spent a lot of years as a bouncer working in bars and then he was working as a recruiter and then he was like wait a minute <laughs> I guess he's it, right yeah so we were like listen we gotta hire somebody and he's like listen i got this guy pat uh he's been working for me as a bouncer he was a military recruiter he is, he's just a hard worker. He's a good dude. And, and he was like my partner and I, where he just, you know, we were the types to just, you know, go out, have beers after work. Um, yeah. We had a dartboard in the office. We had a pool, like air hockey in the office. We would just, you know, joke around, but like, it, it just, it was very much a, an office of guys. Yeah. Right? The, the, the playhouse. So, <laughs> so he's like, he's like paddle fit right into that, that mold. Right. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's give him a chance. Right. And this guy is the hardest working person I've, I've ever seen. Um, I actually, it's funny because I learned later mm. that I'm, I'm not a very good manager. Uh, <laughs> and, and sometimes if you got somebody who 
is a good employee, yeah. you might you might think to yourself, oh, like okay, I can do this, right? It's mm-hmm. all them, right? It was all him. Yeah. But later, when I hired other people, and I'm like, how come they don't work like Pat? Well, <laughs> so it was all Pat. <laughs> so let me tell you, like we we and we were in that stage early in the business where. Uh, you know, we were trying to focus on IT, but like a lot of recruiters or other types of service businesses, outwardly, we're an IT staffing company. We're trying to work on, you know, that that's the business we're going after, right? Mm-hmm. But in the early days, half-ish of it was IT and the rest was whatever got paid the bills, right? Yeah. So like when a food manufacturer locally needed like 30 people for their warehouse for attempts to like cover a strike or something like that, mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, we'll do that. Like we wouldn't advertise it, Right. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to like, but we were like, yeah, we'll take the money though. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, so as you know, people with a military background are very mission oriented, mm. right? This got get the job done, right? Yeah. Got to achieve the mission and everything you can think of. I mean, he was calling people left and right, but this, like, so there's a chain of convenience stores up in the, in the Northeast um, that they're, they're, they're everywhere called Stewart's and they're, they're, they're everywhere. So he's going in everyone that's out in that neck of the woods and he's yeah. like putting stuff up on like the cork boards, but he's also like talking to people. He's like, Hey, you working? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I need some people to a warehouse. I'll bring you down there right now. Right. Yeah. Like th- he was like, g- he was like roping up people and like, like bringing them there. <laughs> like right? cattle. Like, Hey, look, I brought you a batch of 10. Here's <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> and, and I, and it's because like, I don't say he didn't know any better. He didn't know any better in a good way. Like he didn't like know yeah. not to do that. So he was exactly. just like, I just got to get it done. So mm-hmm. I got to find people, you know, mm-hmm. you, you working, come with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's a person who I could never be, I could never be any harder on him than he could be on himself. By yeah. a long time, right? That's how I am. Not, yeah. not that I would want to be hard on him, but I'm just saying like, if, if something wasn't done, um, if, an, if a, a goal wasn't achieved or if something like could have been done better, I mean, you just basically, <sighs> he would already be beating himself up so bad over it that most yeah. of the time I was like, listen, dude, it's okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't jump. It's all right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, we'd be like, you know, we fell short of a goal or something like that. It wouldn't be even be like a matter of, of, Hey, well, here's how we can do better next time. It would already be him being like, uh, and I'm like, no, dude, like you did great, but like, yeah. let's do better next time. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of work ethic is I've, I've not seen matched. Yeah. Extremely intelligent and just like, just get it done any way it needs to get done. Yeah. So question for you. Um, and this is something that I've been wondering, cause like, I, I know, you know, when I, when we talked, you asked me like kind of like what my expectations were and what am I doing and, and things like that. So when someone first starts out, I know a lot of the, on these forums, people are like, you know, how do I start sourcing or how do I start finding people? You know, da da da. And obviously a, a, a quick question. A lot of people ask as well, what, um, what type of recruiting are you going in? Are you doing healthcare? Are you doing IT? Are you going to do, what, what you know, niche like, are you doing? yeah, what niche, what's the niche, you know, everybody, everybody's a boutique and everything's a niche now. And so, um, so my, you know, kind of, kind of question for you as far as advice wise is like, where do you start with those things? Like, you know, like I look on LinkedIn, I look at the job posts and, you know, and, and I've, 
I message these companies or I find the people who should be in, you know, um, decision maker roles, you know, stuff like that. And it's, um, and I've noticed even with myself, you know, there's those, all those jokes online is like, stop messaging people and trying to sell them on something. And I'm just like, God, do I, I don't know how to proceed because I, I feel like I look like one of these people because I get, you know, I'm not even that big of a fish and I get at least 15 messages a day with somebody trying to sell me something. Oh yeah. Now, now that, now that I have, you know, like my little, like at home production company on my LinkedIn profile, I get hit up, you know, about VAs or I get hit up about, Hey, we can help you get leads that streamline to your business and all these things. And I'm like, God, how do I contact these potential, you know, clients, but not sound like one of these, everybody that's on LinkedIn or on something else, you know? Yeah. I think if, I think because part of the, the, thing that jams people up is I think that there's too much of a focus on you. Yeah. And not enough of a focus on, on the recipient. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll, I'll get all sorts of spam and you will too. Uh, will you do, uh, yeah. that is like just this long intro. You're like, yeah. uh, like, oh, I like scroll to see like, what you Company, here's what we do, blah, blah. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, like, do you think I know the name of the company that did the roof on my house? No. No. Like, do, but they do a good job. Yeah. I got the guy's number and if somebody wants it, I'll give it to him. But I never like the name of his business or like necessarily where it's located or his logo. No, yeah. did a damn good job on my roof. Mm -hmm. Right. So you, what I have found still works when I'll reach out to companies, if I see they have an opening and I'm interested in working on it is I, I cut to the chase and start off with, you know, Hey, I see you have a network engineer opening. You know, mm -hmm. do you have enough candidates? Like, yeah. Do you need more? Like how, where do you stand with that? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and don't try to get it all out in the one email for sure. Or in like the first part of your call, like drip, like bits. And yeah. Pieces, right? Yeah. Hey, I saw that. I saw that you're hiring for a network engineer. How are you doing? Yeah. I can't. So you all set. Do you, could you use some more? Yeah. Right. See if they have a need. And they're like, well, you know, we're, uh, Oh, uh, like we're uh, we're all set. We're in the final stages. Da, da, da. Okay, cool. I, I saw on your website that you have a few other IT positions. That that's the that's the field I recruit in. You know, is there is there a more pressing need that maybe I could help you with? You know, yeah. just, just put it back into their court, right? Yeah. And then gravitate towards whatever they sell them what they want to buy, mm -hmm. right? Not what you want to sell. And if they say, you know, oh, I, I, I'm not going to guarantee but i could pretty much guarantee no, I, yeah, they're yeah. not going to interrupt you and be and if you say oh hey do you need a uh, network engineering candidates and they're not going to reply back with well are you an it staffing firm what's your special yeah. <laughs> oh, well they're going to fucking do that <laughs> i've never had that happen yeah never. and i've done this a lot yeah so ask questions yeah that's like i said before you're in control when you ask questions mm -hmm. like obviously i'm not in control of this podcast because i'm talking a lot and not asking <laughs> you are. <laughs> but, like, but when you're when you're trying to sell or you're trying to recruit and the same thing mm. with candidates yeah. right if you just lead off with um you know i have this position what are they going to do how much does it pay where is it blah blah blah. they're in control of the conversation ask questions stay yeah. in control yeah. right lead the conversation you can do it because guess what they're both conversations with people yeah it's not a it's not different you know, yeah. so I think that I think you got to simplify and think about what does the customer care about, mm -hmm. not what do I care about. Don't yeah. don't worry about your own ego. 
Nobody mm-hmm. cares how long I've been hiring for whatever. And frankly, I've recruited for a lot of positions. I filled a chief compliance officer with like specialty and like like Medicaid expertise mm-hmm. for a nonprofit a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Never did a search like that before. Oh, 140k, wow. 140k job, like 30k oh, wow. fee. Yeah, I, I have no. That's not my niche. Yeah, I did it <laughs> right. <laughs> So like so I guess don't don't get jammed up so much in what you feel like the customer cares about. They don't care about your website. They don't care yeah. about your company name. They don't care mm-hmm. about um really like much of your story for mm-hmm. the most part. If you approach them correctly and you start off the conversation with a question that it, mm-hmm. that it speaks to their needs yeah. and just flow with that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a good conversation. I mean, I'm going to say they're going to say yes. Well, yeah, of course. But they'll probably engage. And do you find yourself doing LinkedIn messages, or do you find yourself um, like doing like the email, or your at least your VA probably doing email scraping, finding email addresses, or are you doing phone calls? Like, what do you, what do you feel is is a good tactic? I know we had Shally on here, and he was like, you know, phone call, email, and then and then he does that back and forth for a couple times. You know, Shally's and- awesome. I've been following. These are some of the, some people you talk to, and people like him. I've been following my entire career. And, yeah. Um, so you, that's that's everybody's going to do it a little bit differently. Um, yeah. It depends how hard I'm I'm prospecting, right? For sure. It's, if it's kind of a drought, and if I made the mistake with everybody does of <laughs> not tending to your pipeline, yeah, because you're working on a bunch of deals, you're like, all right, cool. I just had a great month. I just closed like three placements. Yeah. All right, and then you're like, okay, what's next? Hey, Bob. I know we haven't <laughs> talked in two and a half months, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, everybody falls in that trap. So sometimes you're in that position where you're like, okay, today is like all calls. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times where to try to avoid that. I try to work in a few a day, Mm -hmm. a dozen or 20 or so a week. And that's where I'm working like on like a full load, just because I don't want to, you know, I, I have one of the things my VA does is I have certain companies and types of jobs that, he populates a spreadsheet in our shared drive of their openings. And I review that like regularly. I have him check it weekly, oh, okay. weekly because that tells me I got to call that guy. Yeah. I got to call that person. Yeah, um, yeah. So I work off of like some of that. I have, there's probably 130, 140 companies in total that I've hired for in my career. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are still around or still relevant or whatever. And I, you know, I, I make sure I don't, I got to, whiteboard up in my office with magnets all over it to yeah, stare me yeah. in the face. And I have the date of when I talk to each of them on there. And oh, I'm, wow. like, I'm looking at it. Cause these are this reminders in your face, right? It's mm-hmm. if it's a CRM, it's fine, but mm-hmm. like, it's not in your face. So that's why I put Correct. this whiteboard in. I'm like every company that's like a past client. I mean, there's a lot of prospects. You can fill up a thousand whiteboards of prospects, yeah. right? But if you've worked with somebody before you've hired for them before they've paid you before, you yeah. better freaking stay in touch with them. And like, so yeah. when I, when I do the prospecting, I realize that it's different if you're brand new, but like my yeah. priority is usually on making sure I've touched all those. Yeah. Um, but as far as like cold outreach, I favor LinkedIn because you, it's probably how I found the person in the first place. So I'm already there. Yeah. Right. Like I, if, if I'm looking at a position and I see that they're advertising, I mean, the HR person might be advertising it, but you know, okay. It's a, software engineer position this is the director of software engineering yeah i'm already looking at their profile why wouldn't i just click the button right yeah 
I already have my VA grab that stuff and put it in our CRM. Like do that later, right? He's running yeah. behind picking up pieces while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also like that in LinkedIn, you can see if they saw the message. I mean, you can do email yeah. tracking and stuff like that too. Um, but I yeah. do try to move the message off of LinkedIn once there's some engagement because I, I do think that LinkedIn's messaging is really cluttered. And yeah. It, it makes it kind of hard to, it's really hard to follow up off of my email is a little more structured. I got folders, I got follow-ups, I got things flagged. Um, so I, I, I usually started on LinkedIn mm -hmm. or call them. Gotcha. So it kind of depends. Like, and when I say like, I'm, I, I call a lot, but mm -hmm. I, I guess my point is in some scenarios, I'll start with LinkedIn because I found the person I'm looking at their profile. Why wouldn't you just take the extra two seconds to yeah. click message and send them a message? Yeah. You're already there. Um, nah, for, yeah. for sure. And I think that's a but big the, question. The past, the, the past clients call, got to call them all. Def, definitely. You've got like, your number. Why would yeah, you? yeah, yeah, right. And so I think that's a big question because like I told you, you know, people, the, the we already have the candidate, like as far as military recruiters, we have like our one candidate that we serve, you know, so that that's easy. So I know a lot of recruiters have asked me as I've gone kind of through this as we've gone through this podcast and we've talked to you guys, they're like, you know, how do these guys find clients? Like, how do they find candidates, you know? And so um, I think for a lot of recruiters who are transitioning from the military, civilian, that can be a daunting task to them because, you know, yeah. now they're like, because like you said, it, it, we feel like we didn't have to sell ourselves to these companies. Like, Hey, please work with me. <laughs> and, and you do in an essence, but at yeah. the same time, like you said, as long as you, as long as you make sure that they know you're here to work with them and for them, most of the time, that time is respected. Right. Can, can you help me with what I need? Exactly. Right. Like if, if I need, and it depends, and then you can't make them need you. Right? Correct. You can't, yeah. Right. So you either can help them or you can't, but yeah. you know, if, if it's, if, if I just moved into a neighborhood and I don't have a plow guy yet, yeah. and a plow guy calls me, I don't give a shit what his name is or any of that. But if they're like, hey, uh, Chris, I see you just moved. Okay, so they're established. I see you just moved into the neighborhood. Congratulations. Just wondering if you have somebody set up to, to plow for you yet or not. Yeah. If I need them. I'm going to say, okay, great. Because they addressed, oh, yeah, I do need a plow guy. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, if they lead off with, listen, I've, hey, Chris, I've been, um, uh, you know, uh, and not even oh, I see you just moved in the area, right? Because yeah. that shows that they paid attention and they know what's going on with you. Yeah, like with a company I saw in the news, you're doing a lot of hiring. Congratulations, opening a new location. You need a lot of people. I can help you. Yeah, but if that plow guy come, calls me up and says, "Hi, my name's Bob. I run a plow in, in your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, been in the business 15 years. I mostly specialize in brick capes like yours." <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Get to the it's point. just, it's just so, like oh. when you put, so when you take the recruiting dynamic because remember this is people talking to people and people fulfilling needs right yeah so when you take the recruiting it's no different right and then when you think about the example like the plow or like the roof or whatever and then it sounds silly because mm -hmm. it is silly yeah because it is silly <laughs> for sure no that makes and that makes that makes a lot of sense so um, i think that if you if you 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 see a lot of people in the groups that will get um they'll create a lot of barriers for themselves. Yeah. They will get hung up on getting a bunch of ducks in a row first. And don't get me wrong. Like there are certain things you should have in order. And certainly if you're going to try to do temps, you got a lot more, you got to think through. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do temps. <laughs> I've, I've moved away from it too. Trust me. Now is, now is a good time to not have employees. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, 
Ben will say, yeah, get on the phone, which, which I, which I agree with. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that it's don't worry so much about their perception of you, mm. whether or not they think you've been in the business long enough, Like yeah. you don't know what they care about. Exactly. No, that's yeah, for sure. And it's like, it's that old age old saying like, nobody, nobody knows that you messed up unless you tell them. (laughs) (laughs) And no, and nobody knows that it matters if you've been in the business long enough until you bring it up. Exactly. And and then they don't necessarily care. You you come out of the, out of the military world and you're, you were a recruiter in the military and you go into the private sector and, you know, you reach out to someone uh, and, you know, Hey, I see you're hiring for warehouse manager. Um, Have you found the person yet? Or is that, do you still need someone? You know, and then they're like, oh, well, yeah, actually I could use somebody. Like, do you have experience in that area? You know, the answer is, oh, sir, I've been recruiting for eight years. Uh, I got a good network. I think I can get, I can get you what you need. Right? Yeah. Answer the question the way you want to answer it. Don't like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, did, did, was that military recruiter recruiting warehouse managers? I don't know. Did, yeah. I, did I address the question, but not yeah. fully answer it? Like, <laughs> no, what? You see what I'm saying? It's like all, it's all about the wordage. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so to end now, you got to tell us about the the end of your story now, which is the the warehouse. <laughs> so I guess I mean, well, the, the hangar or the hangar. So, sorry, the hangar. So I guess that's kind of uh, this is where good relationships and good business uh, can pan out, right? So I mean, I alluded to a bit of it earlier. Yeah. Where basically, you know, I had a had a long time friend, long time out, and here's an interesting thing too. Uh, so Dave, when him and I first met, we mm-hmm. were playing in a in an indoor soccer league together like 12 years ago, and we were playing. We both were part of the same team because we knew people who worked at the same company. Yeah. We're sitting on the bench because you know we're not that good, and because uh, <laughs> you know why not? <laughs> actually, we were we were pretty much the defensive line because we're <laughs> both like big brute force kind of guys. Oh and yeah. So. Uh, he we're talking and he's like oh yeah these guys said you're a recruiter i'm like yeah and he's like do you find me an engineer i just i just started a company can you find me a network engineer and i, I was like yeah i can do that he's like yeah all right cool come by my office tomorrow i'm like all right sounds good and we went back to the game right yeah and and then i ended up going on to hire probably 20 percent of the people that work at that company oh wow uh, and then it was i mean it was like pushing a hundred million dollar company by the time he sold it manufacture uh fiber optic network components and but he uh so so I hired a lot of people that I've been in and out of these buildings. This used to be the headquarters for the, for that company. And then mm-hmm. they moved out after it sold. Uh, so basically he, he, uh, it's, it, they're his hangers. Yeah. And oh. so as soon as the company moved, I mean, he, and actually they're still in one of them, but uh-huh. cause they converted a few of them. So the reason that they're in hangers in the first place is cause he was also, besides being a, a, a Navy nuke, uh, originally he was, cause he's a veteran as well. And he was a pilot. Um, he had an aircraft maintenance company too from oh it. And so when he started the electronics company, he started it in the, in the hangar that he had his aircraft maintenance company. In. And then that, mm-hmm. of course the, the other business grew much more. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they ended up taking over these like couple of hangars. So that website I sent you hangar 743.com is, is the, the hangar there. And I got a couple of world war two fight functional world war two fighter jets out there <laughs> a couple hundred feet from my desk, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now, I mean, he celebrated by buying a B25, uh, when he sold the company. And, uh, so that's, that's what's surrounding me. So, and I, uh, I'm in a very good, I'm in a very fortunate position that, that, that people I have done good work for mm-hmm. have taken care of me yeah. 
in turn. And I've been in, in a position that I know is, is, is um, not common, mm-hmm. but I also know that, you know, I'm just some punk kid who skipped school a lot when he was younger and used to like skip school and smoke weed and graduated high school and almost went to jail a few times. And it seems, you know, it's funny (laughs) as a, as the more and more recruiters I talk to, I feel like there's just like this spirit animal for all of us that shares the same thing. We're all like, yeah, man, you know, high school, barely graduated it. Your life barely passed it. (laughs) We just kind of like, like Kramer fell like ass backward into good. But you know, what ends up happening is when you get into like these types of businesses, well, number one, they fit us well because we're pretty much we're mavericks. We don't care what anybody thinks. We're like, you know what? Either we got nothing to lose we don't care what people think and that that serves you well right mm-hmm. and then you get some success and then you know now i partnered with former clients mm-hmm. who done well and it basically wanted to bring me along on the ride as they grew into like bigger things and and that just came from just doing a good job and at the end of the yeah. day that's just making the calls send the mm-hmm. emails doing it right doing the follow-up asking the right questions yep and it just doing the work for sure. No, and, and that there's no, and I think that's a thing that a lot of people realize when you're recruiters, there's just, there's no substitute or education when it comes to just hard work. Yeah. And, and you don't have to, yeah. And, and it's work and it's, it's hard work and smart work, right? Cause like we talked about, yeah. you can waste your, you can waste your time if you're not careful. For sure. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty cool. And I have, I have like a, you know, I still got to work though you know yeah for sure it's, it doesn't it's not i'm not i don't just get to sit here it, i'm not the, i'm not the one that's sold a huge company yet, so yeah <laughs> I, i'm not flying around planes speaking of which i'm gonna touch on the template thing real quick okay because i got this whole hang up about templates there we go it's like templates right? right if i downloaded the template for one of the fighter jets that are sitting outside of my office do you think i would get it out of the hangar no Right. So like whenever anybody's like, uh, oh, could you have a template for this? Do you have a template contract? Just because I give you the tool doesn't mean you have any idea what to do with it. Like I share my questions because yeah, I yeah. think that those are actually like, I'm saying ask these questions and you will have a good conversation. Yeah, if I give yeah. you a template, all you're going to do is turn around and send to somebody and you're going to think you did a good job. And yes, sometimes people asking templates, maybe no more than others, right? Maybe you are an experienced recruiter, but you just really need to retain template because you've only done contingency. Yeah. But most of them don't do that. They're just mm-hmm. like, yo, can I get a template? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and then like, I'll have people, they'll message me like privately, you know, can you send me a template or whatever? And then they get mad when I don't. And it's, I'm not, and it's not even like I'm selling them or anything. No, like, yeah. I don't, I'm not helping you by sending you a template. I'm really yeah. not. And yeah. like the only reason I'm on any of these things, I'm not getting paid for any of this. Yeah. Right? The only reason I participate, the only reason I even like, if I even seem like I'm giving someone a hard time, it's because I'm trying to help them. For sure. Right? Tough love. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, listen, you want my advice or you don't, but you mm-hmm. asked a question. So, you know, open season. For sure. I, I am not doing you any favors by giving you a template. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think, and I, you know, and even I have received some templates from some people and, but it's like, but you're right. I read it and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't like this. This isn't work for me. If I'm going to represent myself this way, I need to, I need to add this to it. And but not like, everybody's going to do that. No, you're right. You know, <laughs> some people are just going to change the name on it, add their, their company logo and it's good to go. <laughs> you know? right. Do you want to enter into an agreement with a company when you probably don't even know what the, like, I'll talk to you about how to build a template. Like, I mean, and you know, I don't need to, because Ben knows that, right? Like I, I would yeah. talk to someone about the elements that you need in a good agreement, Yeah, but 
just sending you a template is so out of context. For sure. You know? so, Agreed. So, plus, uh, I mean, quite frankly, I've mine have, mine are kind of battle tested from learning a lot over the years, and you don't <laughs> have the benefit of the lessons that came with it. So, like, you're just yeah. not going to understand what you're working with. For sure. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, so as we approach the, the, you know, the end of the episode, Roy had to leave cause he's dealing with some of his, uh, some of his people might've got COVID. <laughs> so, he was like, Chris won't shut the fuck up. I gotta <laughs> he talks so, no, no, I appreciate it. So, you know, you never know, um, when we do the episodes as, as you probably already know too, is how the conversation is going to work. And just cause we're recruiters doesn't always mean we're all, you know, it's going to work well, but, uh, we've been fortunate enough that every guest that we've had has been great and the conversation goes really smooth. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, normally this is the time where people, if they were in some type of other business, they push kind of their little push statement for their business. I don't, if you want to, you can, or if there's something I'm gonna, else. I'm going to hold off on that only cause we're doing, we're in the process of doing a little rebranding for going into the next year. So I don't, it's not really important. It's not important to your to your members yeah. or whatever or um, viewers. But yeah, I guess I mean it was kind of a good conversation. I didn't know we were necessarily gonna end up going down the route that we did naturally of like asking good questions to make sure that you're you know get, that you not only get good job requirements but using questions as a way mm -hmm. to guide yourself through the prospecting process. Yeah, but you know here we are. So. No, and that's how you know. It was it one of my old trainers said, "If if they're not telling, you ain't selling." <laughs> if they're not telling, like if the yeah. other person is, yeah, yeah. If they're not talking, if they're not telling you stuff, then you're not you're not selling anything. You got like you said, keep them talking. Yeah, keep so, them talking. Um, learn something. Find out what they need, so you can give them what they need, not what you want to sell. Yep. So we appreciate you, good sir, as always. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna set you up a pat. I gotta get you, uh, get you guys talking. He's 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 a good dude. Because here's the other thing. Speaking of which, for the path of like a of a of a, he was a former uh, military recruiter, yeah. and then he worked for me in a, a firm. He took another gig outside of the business that he couldn't pass up. But then when he moved back to the area, he went to go work for a software company as an in-house recruiter, yeah. right? Um, and a, a lot of times in-house recruiting jobs, they like somebody who had an agency background because they figure they're going to be hungrier. They're going to have experience working with a lot of like environments. So he worked there for a bit and then he took a gig in the last, I guess, year or two, uh, where he's working with primarily department of defense type of positions, yeah. not so it's contracting to them. Right. So for he's sure. in the private sector and he's getting a lot of value because he knows the turf, exactly. right? Like he came yeah, from the yeah. military, yeah. so now he's thriving because yeah. he's in the private sector. Technically, he's not yep. a military recruiter, but he's making a great living. Yep, using working within a yeah. working within his knowledge base. Yeah, no, for sure, and I think that's a lot of recruiters looking at that. Or like I did health professions in the military, so a lot of health professions recruiters want to slide over and do the same thing on the outside. So, yeah. but nah. Appreciate you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. And if right. you have any closing remarks or anything, or good to I go. I hope you had fun. I said plenty. <laughs> so, as always, scare money, don't make money. We will talk to y'all later. Don't